This month, we partnered with Dianco, the leading clothing and lifestyle brand for sizes 14 to 32. I love that they offer a large range of brands through their Dia Shop and their Stylebox subscription. Use code SWIPEFAT to get 30% off your first order. For more information, visit dia.com slash SWIPEFAT. Hi, I'm Alex. Hi, I'm Nikki. And this is Swipe Fat. Welcome, welcome back. Oh, no NPR voice this time. No, I've decided that um, I'm retiring that voice. Okay. I, list, I listened back to um, our episode, and it's I'm it's not good. You were right. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with my regular voice, and okay. hopefully, um, it NPR, works. Yeah, and NPR will want me anyway. Sure. Just don't. It's my pipe dream. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'm gonna be supportive. You, you know what? Shoot for the stars. Yeah, reach for the stars. Do you know that song? No. S Club. S Club Seven. No. All right. I was like not an S Club Seven girl. Okay, I just like really liked British things. So I was like, yes, S Club. Also, they had a show, I think, on ABC. I loved like B, what was it? Not Bewitched. Um, what was that band? The all girl bands. Was it Bewitched? Yeah, yeah. Bewitched is the, the Irish one. Oh, Irish. I like them. Yeah. The, I mean, Spice Girls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, so, we digress. We digress. <laughs> We're so excited. You guys ask us all these sex questions. We can give you our point of view, but like, right. It was time to get an expert on. Correct. <laughs> so we have Elle Chase coming today. She's a certified sexuality educator, a coach, and body acceptance and pleasure advocate. She's the author of Curvy Girl Sex, 101 Body Positive Positions to Empower Your Sex Life. And she's written for Teen Vogue, Cosmo, and HuffPo. So she, she knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she knows. Uh, Nikki also knows that she knows because she read the book. Um, yeah front to cover so yeah yeah I've been front to cover front to back front to back front to back yeah front been to a long back. it's been a long day and we just yeah, started yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so front to back um yeah it's a good one so hi Elle thank hi. you so much for joining us today thanks. thanks for having me yeah I we're so excited I think the questions we get most um in our dms and uh, I don't know on tiktok it's usually about sex and we are not experts. <laughs> no, we can give our experiences, but like everybody's right, right. different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're very different, like what we like. So, right. oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, we, yeah. I, anyway, I'm excited to have, you know, an actual expert on to talk about. And not only like a sex expert, but like curvy girl sex. Body, Plus size. Yes. And body positive yes. and body acceptance. Yes. Yeah. Alex told me about your book, Curvy Girl Sex, and yes. I bought it. I took a deep dive. I was so excited about it. And I've scoured every single page and probably the positions more, more than once. Oh, great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so it's been a whole thing. It's been a whole <laughs> deep dive. So I, how did this start for you? I saw that you were in a relationship, a marriage. Yes. And then that ended. In, yeah, I, that ended. Um because I realized I never had good sex. I didn't enjoy sex. I didn't understand why other people were making such a big deal out of it. And, um, and then when I left my marriage, I sort of overcorrected, as some people say. And I was just <laughs> like, you know, having sex everywhere with everyone I wanted to. And 
what I found, I was the heaviest at that point that I had ever been and very sort of self-conscious about it. But my desire to experience passion and to have uh, good sex sort of trumped that. And so I sort of dove right into uh, online dating. And what I found was the less emphasis I put on my weight, uh, the less emphasis anyone else did. And I was dating all different kinds. I'm straight cis and, um, well, queer is straight cis. <laughs> and uh, and I, just, I dated all different kinds of guys. I dated um, really fat guys. I dated really like athletic triathletes. I, I mean, the full spectrum and no one gave a shit uh, what my body looked like. So uh, what I discovered from this is that it's really my issue and, um, and so the less I made it that issue, the more I attracted, I guess, if that's your thing, um, or the more I experienced people where my body was secondary or third to what they liked about me. Um, and it wasn't what I perceived it to be, which was the only thing that would be sexually attractive to somebody would be a body or what I look like or all of that. But um, they were attracted in general to the sort of the whole package and that's how they felt about women anyway. And so I got approached later on to write this book by the publisher. And so we had to negotiate what was gonna be in it and all of that. And so I wanted to make it you know, trans inclusive and all that kind of stuff. But I also said, I wanted like half of the book to be about addressing how we think about our bodies and how to get into that sensual state if you want to, and if that's the issue for you. So that's sort of how it came to be, I guess. I think that like so many people, it's like, I think you even said this in the book. It's like, if you're thinking about what you look like while you're having sex, like you're not going to yeah. enjoy it because- Exactly, yeah. exactly. And that's for, that's for every, I mean, I focus, I focus on women because that's my experience. I'm not like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not any of that. But I find that for most women, um, that's the issue, whatever they look like. I know beauty queens that hate the way they look like more than any other person I have ever met in my life. And so it's just the, the product of growing up in the society we've been in. Uh, women are sexualized and then subjected to purity culture and then told that you have to be thin-ish, at least white, um, all those other sort of colonial you know, isms with it, that um, it leaves very little room for uh, different variations of what beautiful is. Mm -hmm. So how do, would you suggest starting to own your sexuality? Good question. I think it's a, a combination of things. I think people are really looking for that easy sort of fix, like body love and here are 10 steps to love your body, like the memification of, of everything. And, and there's a place for that. But I think if you really want to to hack how you think about yourself, the first place it starts is looking at media critically and really seeing how, uh, or being becoming aware of how many images and messages and um, feelings and judgments that come up that you see throughout the day. And you'll be really surprised, it's, it's constant. And that those have an effect. And then asking yourself, when you see something that is in the media or advertised, um, ask yourself, what am I being sold here? 
why is this person or this company um, have this kind of point of view? And also when you feel like you're being judged by someone else, um, looking at why you think that they're judging you. Cause it says a lot about other people, more about other people than it does about you. But then it also says something about you. Like, wow, why is that hitting like a nerve for me? Oh, it's because I feel this way about me. So I'm gonna need to look at how to switch that around. I think those two things, looking at judgments and looking at media critically are the two places you need to start, which I don't think people think about automatically when they think about, I wanna, I want to accept my body more, you know? Yeah, I would not think that at all, but I think that's such a good point. I always recommend when you're just talking about body confidence in general, like following people on social media who look like you is so important and seeing them live their life and like having a good time and being in relationships. Like once you start seeing more of yourself in other people, then Mm -hmm. I think it's easier for you to realize, oh, I could have that too. Absolutely. I think that is, that's a really great point to bring up because like I was saying, you know, it's easy to get into the memification of social media about around body positivity, but when you follow people that literally look like you, because there's so many different types of body types. And when you see yourself represented, it is so empowering and so, um, validating that, uh, and I think we've seen that too. I mean, in the past few years when I was coming up, you didn't see like fat people, plus size people, whatever you want to use as terminology um, in media or online or anything like that. And it's really sort of bloomed. And I think what's great is that it started out being like the Ashley Grahams. Um, and now we have Tess Holliday, who is super mm-hmm. size right? Mm -hmm. Who is gorgeous and a sex symbol as far as I'm concerned. And I see, you know, she's a freaking model and making bank. And that is so incredibly validating. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, so yeah, I, I completely, completely agree. Yeah. Would you also say that like exploring your sexuality, like alone too, like getting comfortable with yourself? Yes, I I think that's a huge part of it. I think certainly for me, because when you don't like your body, you don't want to touch your body. You don't want to look at your body. And I think when you are able to not look at your body at first and touch it, you're really focused on the tactile nature of, of, of your physical person. And at least with me, I could feel the topography of my body. I could feel the softness of my skin, which I never considered before, you know, um, and how my rolls and my curves actually felt without looking at them. Like they felt beautiful. They felt soft. They felt, they felt different, but they didn't feel ugly. And um, I think that came also from being sexually experimenting at the time too. But even if you're not, really trying to be in the moment with your body and just feeling it to feel it. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, you know, if you want to, to look at your body, walk around naked, whatever you're comfortable with that won't cause a, a necessarily negative feeling or at least a negative feeling that you can't remediate. Um, and then exploring your body sexually. I mean, you'll find places on your body that you probably have never thought was 
uh, erogenous. And also when you do that, you're able to communicate to a partner where you like to be touched, how you like to be touched, and also maneuver yourself in, in places that you know are going to be more pleasurable for you um, and use, you know, like pillows and, and toys. And, you know, it's becoming less self-conscious about your body and more conscious about the pleasure. I'll say like, after reading your book, I was like, oh, well, I masturbate this way. Like, you know, I was like, we all just lay on our back and do, and then I, you had all these positions. I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> like, no. I was like, why am I not? I do multiple things when I'm with a partner. Why am I not doing that by myself? And it was like, uh, oh, like oh, it was a little, okay. like I learned, I learned things that I didn't know about myself by it. So Great. Well, when you think about it, all of us have probably been masturbating the same way since we started masturbating. Like, why yeah. broke me fix it? You know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, uh, you know, zhuzhing it up a little bit can can make it a little more fun, and um, and also again, like teach you what positions feel good and work. And you know, I have a bad back and bad knees and bad ankles and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> I also made the book so that if you have that as well, you could look it up and, and see like, oh, well, you know, I'm 250 pounds, which is, I was almost 260 when I wrote the book and I have a bad back and I have bad knees. Oh, this one's good for me, you know, so that you can at least go into sex with a partner too, knowing like, oh, let's try this, you know, mm -hmm. instead of saying I have bad knees, I have a bad back. Let's, you know, let's try and hack it. Yeah. yeah right which I think would if it were me it would make me feel not sexy if I was like walking yeah. in and being like hey I have a bad back and uh, have a yeah. bad ankles uh, what do we say exactly. like <laughs> exactly just like little guides for every single thing in here like if you have a big butt if you're the receiver like like yeah. everything yeah so it's like it's definitely like a confidence boost to be like oh well I should try this yeah oh, good. yeah yeah absolutely and and you know because already like it's it's kind of, I would never want anyone touching my stomach. I just don't touch my stomach. And so I would already have to say, I'm really excited about being here, blah, 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 all the good things. And then just like, you know, I don't really love my stomach touched. And that's great. I mean, you should be telling people what you don't want touched or I do have a bad back or whatever. So let's be careful. But it's like, if you have to add stuff in, but don't want to add stuff in, it's a completely different par paradigm, you know? Mm -hmm. So that is nice. I mean, I, Nikki's a huge advocate for advocating for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I am. I am the advocate of that. <laughs> I, I mean, I am too, but, but I feel like, like Nikki talks about it a lot. Oh, well, I should say, like, I I am an advocate of that, but like, I do have issues. Um, like, I can give directions, yeah. but like talking like dirty like somebody yeah. saying well what do you like things like that I I'm not good at that that makes me very uncomfortable and I start clamming up and getting self-conscious which I can tell you exactly where I want your hands and what I want you to do like in the moment but like yeah. the foreplay and like doing things like that that makes me uncomfortable and yeah. so that like is something I'm trying to work on I don't even know like what steps you take to do that but right. I mean do you need to if you don't enjoy it then you don't enjoy it right but what if your partner enjoys it and you want to, you know? I mean, listen, as long as you don't feel like you're being forced into it, mm -hmm. I think, and, you, and you're curious, yeah, absolutely. I mean, look into it. But if it's something like, listen, there are times when I'm with somebody and I'm just like, yeah, I don't really feel like talking dirty with this person. Don't feel safe mm -hmm. or don't feel, you know? 
And then I'll be with somebody that I've been with a few times and feel safe and feel like I can trust them. And that's when I feel like I can, I can talk that way. I think anything, as long as you're not feeling like you're forced into it um, and, or that you just are really too uncomfortable to enjoy it yourself too, is, is probably where you want to sort of draw the line. But I think yeah. it's more of like a getting in my head kind of thing. Yeah. Like what, yeah. what should be said here? Like what's going to sound like the best, you know, like it's yeah. an overanalyzing thing. Oh, I have, <laughs> I have good books for you. I'll have to send okay, you books. Okay. Yes. Great. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like if I don't feel comfortable, it's like, um, I really like role-playing because mm-hmm. it's like, if you can be someone else, like that person can say, what she wants or like she likes this or whatever it makes it a little bit easier because it's like not Sasha you fierce. Sasha fierce yeah. of it all like yes. she can be Sasha fierce see and that's something I don't feel comfortable doing but I can see the benefit of it for everybody else because I feel really self-conscious being like I'm a dom right now and I am saying that I want you to get my ass <laughs> I feel like when I, I when I've been in therapy and it's like well well, what would L say? What would little L say to big L? And I'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not, yeah. I feel like an idiot. No. But <laughs> some people, it's just a really great thing for them, right? So, um, so it's just, it's just so funny the the certain things that we're not super into, but uh, or that really work for us is great. Mm-hmm you know? Yes. I agree. Something else I love is that, um, you, and it made me uncomfortable at first, um, mm-hmm. was you talk about like, you're like, you're open talking about moving roles and flab and that. And like, you talk about, I was like, Oh, and then I was talking to my boyfriend. He's like, well, yeah, you do that. Like, it's like, it is what it is. Like, it's a, a part of like, why should you be embarrassed to talk about moving parts of your, our body? Like they're a part of us. They're so, a part of us. Yeah. I think I've never heard that open, honest conversation before like I yeah. guess I didn't even think about it I just was like oh but like I don't know it was just like eye-opening at first like I like when I read that like I think I had some internalized fat phobia in myself like being oh, like God. oh yeah. you know and oh, then I'm like yeah. wait no this is conversations we need to be having because like we all have body parts yeah exactly and there's there's always going to be too a part a body part that we're probably less enthused about and I don't remember it's been so long if I made this comparison in the book but about like, you're giving a blowjob and you have long hair, you know, put it up in a ponytail holder. You know, it's like, it's just it's like my hair gets in the way. So I'm going to lift it up or, you know, I mean, I'm sure we've all had that experience where we're naked with another person and like our skin goes against theirs and it feels like a, a burn or something. It's like sex is messy, sex is, you know, uncomfortable sometimes, sex is all those different things. And again, it's, it's, it's part of, it's part of being a uh, critical when we look at media and just going, yeah, sex doesn't happen that way. Yeah. Like when I first got married, I think I was 33 when I got married and I had had sex five times in my entire life um, because I, well, one, I had vaginismus for a while and two, um, I didn't like my body and I didn't want to show it to anybody else. And when I finally got married uh, and you know, we we're having sex without a condom and everything, I didn't realize that you can leak. Mm. Like, I d- and I was like, oh my God, I need to put like a towel or something there. And I said to my husband, I'm like, no one told me about this. I'm like 33, like yeah. no one told me about this. And I thought, God, you know, I mean, how many other things do I not know that are normal and natural? Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
I don't know. I think I may have gone off, off topic a little bit. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. I, I That's think our that, specialty is going off topic. That, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I, I think like the point here is that like the we see movies and we see what we think like sex is supposed to be like and yeah. we have these very high expectations and when mm-hmm. sex isn't is messy and sex isn't like perfect and um I like I remember the first time I was having sex and I was like wait we're making a lot of like weird sounds meaning yeah, yeah. like the body's slapping yeah. you know and I was like that's not what I like you know in my mind we're like supposed to be like in a movie where it's like Romeo and Juliet and it's just yeah. like sounds beautiful and because there's right. music in the background like that's not what it sounds like and I think yeah. we have to like sort of because uh, at the time I definitely wasn't like watching porn either so yeah. I think too like you know it's hard like our expectations usually as women are Mm -hmm. because we're watching movies romantic comedies and that's like what we are envisioning and men are envisioning porn so it's Mm -hmm. like it comes together and it's like these things don't mesh (laughs) exactly exactly and you know even the movies we're watching too is centered from a male gaze point of view right right and mostly the porn that we tend to consume is male gaze and then everything we we consume subconsciously outside is usually a male gaze. So it's, it's, it, it internalizes. And so I don't know about you, but I was always like, this is happening because of me, not because of that's normal yes. or because of him. And also zero sex education. I mean, mm-hmm. even when there is sex education, it's certainly not pleasure inclusive. No, and it doesn't no. tell you what's going to happen. It's just, just like, here's the sperm and here's the egg. And this right. is what happens. And don't have sex unless you're married. I mean, yeah. it's just, ridiculous I went to Catholic school so it was even worse oh my god yes (laughs) like literally don't look at each other okay let's move on (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so oh god yeah so yeah and if you have something about you that you're really self-conscious about and really don't like then it just magnifies everything else so so you have a whole section on um I think it's like be gutsy get on top yeah Okay. So I feel like a lot of women that um, listen to our podcast are self-conscious about yeah. getting on top. And I know sometimes like I feel self-conscious because I'm like, it's hard, sometimes hard to keep, uh, yeah. like when you're writing yeah. a guy, like it just slips out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I get self-conscious about that. Cause I'm like, well, it feels like it's my fault. That well, didn't a guy tell you it was your fault? <gasps> One time a guy did, but then like, I don't, um, right. he was like, you're too wet. And I was like, isn't that a good thing? Yeah. <laughs> like, aren't we supposed to be? And, and also, I, <laughs> I know. Think, uh, it, it is literally, anyone tells you you're too something, it's usually because that they're a little self-conscious and yes. they don't want to, you know. But uh, but everyone has that problem. I mean, everyone has that as an issue and, and like, well, we slip out. Okay, well, then we do it this way, you know? because everyone's body parts are, are different. And when they come together, it's like, who knows? And then again, we could be dry or we could be really wet or, or they could be smaller than average or average or whatever, it just depends. Mm-hmm. But, um, but getting on top, what I hear most about is feeling that they're going to crush their partner by being on top or that their partner is secretly going to be thinking, oh my God, I can't say anything, but I'm so uncomfortable and, but, what I think about is basketball players who are almost seven feet and they, I've seen them with like these little women who are like five feet, nothing and 90 pounds soaking wet and they're alive and well, you know, right. <laughs> broken backs, no, you know, yeah. 
Um, and so if you are balancing your weight, just like everybody has to do, um, you'll, you'll be fine. There are positions in the book that will make it less self-conscious if you're not there yet, you know? Um, and also I am not someone that really enjoys being on top. Um, a lot of women do. I personally don't. So I prefer to be in different variations of on top, like lying on top of each other um, or, you know, uh, lying, it's not really on top, but lying side by side. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there is a lot of women's magazine and a lot of culture out there that says, yeah, you know, it feels so much better for the vagina, you know, owner to be on top because it hits the G spot and blah, 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 blah. It's like, not everybody likes that G area to be hit and not everybody likes, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable on top. Not just because yeah. I feel like I'm going to be, I just don't, it's just not comfortable for me. Yeah, so you don't, you don't like it. You don't like it. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, my back and then I have to, you know, it's just not. So, um, and the same with like 69. I don't know who ever thought about that for me, in my opinion. It's like, why is that? Why, why is that the ultimate for people? Like I'm not comfortable at all. And I can't concentrate on my own orgasm because I've got a dick in my mouth. Right. I oh. have a friend who likes it. Yeah. Like power to you, but yeah. I, I agree with you. It's like, if I have to like focus on this task, oh, how yeah. am I supposed to focus on me like isn't <laughs> can't do both <laughs> no and also like the balance of it all so your your focus is split like in all different directions which is why I came up with like I'm sure I didn't come up with it but why I put 96 in the book to do it on your side because it's like well let's take the balance out of it at least you know what I mean? yeah. let's ground ourselves for a second yeah exactly let's make it so we're not going to fall off it fall off the bed and break our necks yeah uh, <laughs> So yeah, but but uh, but being on top for people that like it, um, there are many different variations to do if you're self-conscious about your stomach or you're self-conscious about your butt or you just feel like you're going to push your partner, even though you know you're not, you're still afraid. And if you want to do it backwards or whatever, there are lots of different ways to go on top that might work for people who are a little worried about it. Yeah, I like the, I feel like you have this and I don't remember the name of it, but um, oh, I probably don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe I can find it it was like um oh like leaning cowgirl it's like you're oh so leaning on top of them yeah. yeah like you're still on top but you're like leaning towards them yeah, yeah. kind of like almost like you're making out yeah. Like, yeah while you're on top so it's like mm -hmm. less pressure on your body to be like yeah. to be looking looked at I guess yeah and um but also easier to to not slip out <laughs> I find anyway. here, yes and you know also turning around and leaning on their legs mm -hmm. um is also a great way because I just I when I'm doing it uh, that's the way I would prefer to do it if I'm not already just laying on their chest but uh but also I feel like I have more control too yeah, same. and you know those positions like that position in particular leaning towards their legs is not great for people with average size penises or a smaller penis because that will slip out more mm. whereas opposed to the other way when you're laying on their chest is much easier to keep them inside yeah so, yeah I know I think that's the thing like um obviously that that guy like who said that I was too wet like he was very self-conscious about his 
yeah. average penis size. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's just like, okay, we just need to figure it out. But like, obviously, you know, he just wanted to blame it on me, but I thought yeah. that was a thing for so long. Like, yeah. and I remember like talking to another friend and she was like, oh my God. Yeah, me too. I always get like way too wet and guys are always complaining about it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, they're just putting blame on us. Yeah. And, and we sometimes are- it'll be like, you're not wet enough. It's like, I know. you know, I know. Like, what is wet enough? What yeah. I mean, right? What is that? Exactly. Some people get really, really wet, and then they want lube. So it's like, mm-hmm. teach their. <laughs> don't blame your partner. Exactly. Don't blame your partner. Like, just figure it out. Like, talk figure it through. It talk it through. So, do you um, have a favorite speak- position? Sorry. Yeah. I do. I do. It's called the ohm and the sideways ohm um, in the book, and. Um, I like it. Nikki, because, Nikki yeah. furiously looking through the looking through. I should probably know the page number by now. <laughs> what but, section uh, is it in? <laughs> it's in I think it's in sideways. One of them's in sideways sex and one of them is in from behind. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I, okay. There's 101 and I'm Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's there's a lot. So okay. yeah, there's I mean, you know, they at yeah, yeah. first when I signed the contract, I thought it was um going to be like 10 and I was like really I have to fill up a book with only 10 you know and they're like no 101 I went oh wow that's that's a lot different um okay uh so there's there's the ohm and then there's the sideways ohm and what it is is the receiver is on their side with their um knees not up towards their chest necessarily but they can be but just sort of bent and then the uh the uh giver is right behind their butt area and um, usually we have to use a pillow or whatever to lift up the hips of the receiver. But the, um, the giver enters from behind, whether it's anally or vaginally. I like it vaginally. And um, you can either, t- the receiver can either twist their body towards the giver mm-hmm. um, or they could still just lay on their side. And both of those ways, especially in the position that you're in and sideways, uh, makes a very unique feeling for both the giver and the receiver. Um, and it's a great position too for people of all different sizes of penis or dildo or hand or whatever. Um, so that's my favorite because it's sort of like an equal opportunity employer. <laughs> you, know? you, can, you can use it any way you want. And there aren't that many positions, I think, that, uh, that give you sort of a unique sort of internal feeling and external feeling it, it's a great one for squeezing um the the vagina closer the closer to each other the walls closer to each other and making the opening and the vulva also a little bit uh, more snug so um and then anally too it's it's an interesting feeling not everybody likes it because you're coming in from the side as opposed from the front mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah that's those two are my favorite so something I really struggle with is yeah. from behind. Yes, yes. I've never awesome. successfully been able to do it. Um, me and my current boyfriend, we've tried. I just ordered the Liberator wedge, but oh, like good. I was looking at, I was looking at all these different um, moves, and I'm like, okay, we need to like, there's different things we need to try because I'm like, what's, I'm, I know it's not what's wrong with me, but I have a big butt, and I think yeah. I have a forward tilting um, pelvis. 
Ah, yes, yes, yes. So I think like, and I just realized like that probably is a lot. To, like I was blaming my butt the whole time, but I think it's some of that too. So I'm but like, also, how you can be changing through your cycle too, you know, how, how your cervix moves, yeah. uh, how you're, you know, how you're tilted that way too. Uh, I have a really big years. Wait, I'm I didn't sorry. know that today years old. I just found out that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. A tilted, which one? No, that you're, it can change. It moves. It changes. Yeah. Yeah, it changes throughout your cycle. Um, you know, it, for a lot of people, it's imperceptible. But for some people, yeah. like me, um, doing it doggy style really hurts sometimes um, okay. because of the way the the pelvis tends to tilt. Because you know, everything's sort of in flow during that month and happening, yeah. and it starts to. Uh, God, I've got to brush up on my language for this. It's been a while since I've explained this. Um, your pelvis starts to tilt a little bit the closer you get to, um, to ovulating. Wow. So, um, if it hurts, that's something to talk about with your gynecologist because it, I have a T-shaped uterus. So that could, that could also, um, uh, for some people during their, uh, during their cycle and they're tilted. And I mean, there's just so much stuff going on there. Um, yeah. that has something to do with it. So at any rate, sometimes that may not be, that might, might not be your, you know, your thing, but I love that you got the liberator wedge. You might, if it's still uncomfortable, you might want to try the liberator ramp or, okay. um, get, you can go on like, a, a medical supply site or Amazon or whatever, and get a wedge for your back for people, you know, um, who are recovering from surgery or, or have GERD and need to, you know, for your knees, that'll be much less expensive as long as it's made out of that industrial foam. Don't get the blow up one. Um, because those are wider and they're also uh, more, they're higher. So okay. what I like to do is I like to lay over that one um, so that the, the big wedge part is, um, is on my chest. And okay. the smaller part of it is like right above my, my mons. And um, I can do it that way, or I can flip it over the other way, whichever is more comfortable. But having something that you can lay on instead of holding your arms, using your arms to hold you up, or even just pillows underneath your chest. Um, you could also uh, put pillows under your knees to lift mm -hmm. yourself higher. Um, okay. And your partner will have their hands free and they can spread the butt and they can spread the thighs. Um, because I have very meaty, you know, fleshy thighs and a meaty fleshy ass. My partner has to grab my, um, the top of my fly, thighs and the bottom of my ass to move them aside in order to get access. So, you know, that's just something we don't see. You no, know, and, no, but you don't talk about that. Like, you know, talk about it. Right. And it's completely, I mean, I can't tell you how many people do that. And some people just mm -hmm. do it naturally. And they're like, yeah, just grab it and pull it aside. Like, oh, okay. And then with me, I was just kind of like, oh, I guess I have to use my hands or my partner that I worked on this book with, God bless him. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just do this, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, it's that simple. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, and you don't care. And it's just like moving something. Oh, all right. Great. Right. Right. Well, thank <laughs> you. I wish there was somebody in my life that would have told me this sooner, you know, well, like, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Now we, now we have the, now we you have, have the answers. <laughs> I'm excited for you to try it. Thank you. Okay. I'll report back. Okay. I'll report back.
um it was doggies my favorite so i want i want everyone to love it too yeah <laughs> yeah sorry everyone has different things it's yeah. okay yeah that's right not everybody's going to be able to do every single one and not everybody's going to want to do it the way it's described in the book or that somebody else describes it so mm-hmm. just use your imagination yeah mm-hmm. okay so we have like um some listeners who have told us that they haven't had sex before mm-hmm. um but do want to um mm-hmm. and I think a lot are nervous about I mean I think a lot of it body positive you know body confidence and all that stuff but um if you had any advice for someone who was like going to have sex for the first time or was thinking about it um do you have any like tips or yeah I think it, it so depends on what you're afraid of but I am gonna I'm gonna go with that opinion of it being uh afraid to show their body or afraid to be naked and sexual at the same time with somebody right I for me it was age two like being inexperienced later in life so I think that would be some of it too but it was mostly because of my body I think yeah I mean I think age and all of that is very uh is very prevalent regardless of what you look like and regardless of how you perceive yourself. Um, Whatever you can do, A, to gain any sort of confidence without having to engage in anything sort of physical. And for me, that was reading a lot, reading a lot of body positive books, um, Body Kindness by Rebecca Scritchfeld, all those body positive books, including body positive sex books, Tony Blank has um, Big, Big Love. All of those things really made me feel much better about being sexual in the body that I have. Also, it is not, uh, not paying attention to what porn is. I mean, you can look at porn as entertainment, but be, again, critical of media, looking at it for what it is, which is uh, actors who are athletes, performing in uh, in different ways so that the camera can catch them in different ways and also um, perform for a male gaze. Um, and so really getting realistic about what that's like. Then I think it is really about looking into, listen, it's about body acceptance because this is what you look like right now. And you can keep putting it off and you can keep saying, I'm going to get I'm going to get thinner. I'm going to lose that 10, 20, 30, 40 pounds, whatever it is, but that's going to keep delaying. And it is something that will keep delaying and unless you attack the, uh, the cause of it, you can have as much plastic surgery. You can go on Nutrisystem for six years and be 90 pounds and, you know, six feet tall, but until you attack the core root of it, and I think therapy is really wonderful for that. Um, it's really, really, it, it's really difficult and it might not, um, it, it might lead to putting off living your life. Yeah. And I think it's really super important. And I think also too, I've spoken to a lot of, I use the word fat just because I think it's descriptive. Some people yeah. get really upset, but I use it to describe myself and it's just an adjective. Yeah. So we do too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've heard from a lot of fat women about going online and dating and just like, I get a lot of fetishists or I get people, you know, 
saying no fatties or whatever. And I said, well, how do you feel about just saying in your profile, listen, I'm a size 26. And I, um, if so, if you don't like that, okay, that's great. You know, move on. Um, I don't find that it matters to people. And the people that it matters to, great. You know, rejection is protection. I don't want to be with anyone who's like, who's like, you're too fat for me. You're not yeah. my person. Right. I don't want to be friends with that person. So, right. you know, and in the moment it's hard because you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable and all of that. But re, uh, recalibra- recalibrating the paradigm of what dating is, is, um, is essential and also can be super exciting and validating. Yeah. Because we all get... I'm actually, I'm thinner now than I was before. And it doesn't, I still get the same kind of uh, reactions from men online. It has not changed one bit. So I think that it is the, again, why am I looking at myself as, uh, as undesirable? Um, because someone else out there uh, wants to sell me something and because I've been uh, held up to the standard that is a social construct, so. I feel that, I mean, it's the same way I feel about anything because I think like we do that. We like, well, I'm not going to wear a certain style. Like I'm really excited about, I like crop tops. I like how they look on people, right? But I don't, I'm not going to wear them until I'm at a size 12 or whatever. And we put these expectations on ourselves and we're just like, just do what you want to do now. Yeah. Like I'm, that is for me that I'm huge about that. It's like, if I want to like do something I want to do it like if I want to go to Paris but I'm nervous about like you know sitting in a seat or like all these things I just on the plane or people making fun of me it's just like I have to know that that might happen and prepare myself for that but it's like it's not going to stop me from doing something that I want to do like we can't wait and live our lives that are going to make fun of anybody outwardly are are just gross people anyway. Right. Like they're gonna find something about someone to to tease them about, or, you know, it is, I think just like, you know, I have depression and I have anxiety. Depression and anxiety are very, very self-absorbed, selfish diseases because, um, because we're so focused on ourselves, right? I'm depressed, I feel this way, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's just the nature of the beast. And so I think that if we can take ourselves out of the situation and just go, they're attacking me because I don't look a certain way. Okay, well, you know, they would attack the person next to me because, you know, they have their blonde hair has roots or their red hair has roots. Or, um, (laughs) what I mean, it's it's sort of like they can pick on anything. And and then you'll just, you'll stop from living your life. And that gets really, I, you know, I went to a, uh, a hotel pool yesterday with my friend and I was so happy to see all these different body types mostly really like fat women or overweight women or whatever however you want to call it in bikinis mm-hmm. and it just made me feel so good and no one was staring at them no one cared mm-hmm. um you know it it was you know and lots of people too that I notice now with partners and, you know, being affectionate and all of that. And I thought, God, if I had only been able to actually see this earlier, 
like before I wouldn't have even seen it because I was so wrapped up in what I looked like. Right. Not realizing like no one cares what I look like. Right. In that way. Like no one's sitting there just going, why is she wearing that? And if they do, it says a lot about them. Mm-hmm. And not about you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to have the sex, have the sex. Yes. Have the sex. I guarantee you the person that you're having sex with knows what you look like, oh, you know, gosh. or yeah. the fact that you, in spite of it, like just, I've been with men who have been like, I really want to touch your stomach. Please let me touch your stomach and weren't fetishizing me, but they were really attracted to all of the rolls coming off my stomach and splaying onto the bed. Whereas I was horrified about it. I was like, okay, go ahead. And it was really, you know, to see yourself um, reflected erotically in somebody else is really powerful. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't let him do that, which made me uncomfortable and go, oh God, it's really nice to have that part of my body that I really hate accepted by somebody and not just accepted, but like adored, right. you know? Yeah. You just never know what someone is attracted to um, and, and why. And to be honest, it's really none of our business. Yeah. You know, if they want to be with us, they want to be with us. It's none of our business. Why? I love that. Well, yeah, on that note. I know. I was like, that's a perfect way to yeah. wrap it up in a bow. Right. <laughs> Have the sex. It's no one else's business. Right. Right. <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much again yeah. for coming on with us. Thank you. And thank you for, uh, for you know, doing it in the morning. Yeah, of, course. of course. Everybody go make sure you go follow her at the L Chase on Instagram. Yes. And get her book. Yeah, get the book. Get the book. There's so many, so many positions. There's so many helpful things in that. Like Nikki's gotten distracted by it yeah. at least three times today. There's all there's lots of drawings, okay? There's lots of drawings. Lots of drawings and words to get. And it's great for <laughs> it's great for fat guys too. You know, they made me do yeah. just girls, women, but mm. it it, you know, just slap a penis on whatever body part you want to, and there you go. There you have it. Yeah. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we usually sign off um, by saying bye together. So do you want to join us? Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you next week. And that's all we got today. Bye. 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 Bye.